we have a really special offer today and I'm so excited to share it with you. The ultimate giveaway. Do you want to receive one of our planners for free or would you like access to our Instagram growth course worth £59? At My Bump to Baby, we are massively passionate about making sure parents have the protection in place that they need should the worst happen. If you choose to book in with your nearest family law solicitor today to have a look and a chat about your will, or if you book in with your financial advisor to review your family protection or your pension, we will give you access to either our Instagram course with £59 or we will send you one of our amazing planners completely free of charge. To qualify for this, all you need to do is fill in the form at the bottom of this podcast and we will book you in with your nearest advisor. You don't need to take out a policy and you don't need to take out a will. It's just simply having a chat to make sure that you have the protection that you need should the worst happen. We are so excited to bring you this offer and we hope you take advantage of it because protecting your family is the most important decision that you could make today. This podcast is sponsored by My Bump to Baby Family Protection and Legal Directory. To find your nearest advisor or family law solicitor, head over to www.mybumptobaby.com forward slash family protection legal. Do you love the idea of being your own boss? What about saving money on childcare because you can actually work flexibly around your family? My Bump to Baby is rapidly expanding and we are looking for people to run their own pregnancy to preschool hubs in their local area. Full training is provided, ongoing mentor support, fantastic regular team incentives, a bonus scheme, uncapped commission, review products for free and review days out too. If you are interested in being the My Bump to Baby Manager for your local area, email us business at mybumptobaby.com. Limited space available. Hello, everybody. And welcome to Fifty Shades of Motherhood. Now, I am smiling ear to ear because this is Series 2. Can't believe we made it to Series 2. I can't even believe I've survived lockdown, to be honest with you. Um, So, this podcast was launched during lockdown. And it was at a time in my life where life started to slow down a little bit. So, I have my bump to baby which is the UK's leading pregnancy to preschool directory. And of course, when parents were unable to go out the house, things, of course, quietened down a little bit. So I just thought it was a great time to launch the podcast, the podcast that I've been wanting to do for so, so long, but not found the time. Anyway, as things have started to return to normal now, children 
as I fist pump the air and now returning to childcare. George has actually gone to school, which is just amazing. And life is slowly returning to a new kind of normal. A new kind of normal when we're going in Tesco and we're looking at people and we're wondering whether they're giving us a dirty look or whether they're smiling because they've got the mask covering their face. I mean, it's a very strange time, but this is our new kind of normal. And I really was excited to launch Series 2 of Fifty Shades of Motherhood because it's helped so many people. I've had so many messages Um, thanking me to talking about different subjects and thank you so much for those messages because it's meant so much to me as well um, that I've been able to raise awareness on subjects that I didn't know about or you know that other people didn't know about or people are struggling with and they don't really want to talk to people about so thank you so much to all of you that have listened to all of you that shared to all of you that have commented without doing that we wouldn't be here today Hopefully I'd be alive today, but I wouldn't be sat here recording this podcast. So thank you. Um, So this week's episode is all about lessons from lockdown. And I welcome on two of my friends, Amy Downs from A Mumful of Dreams and Sophie Maylan from the Mama May blog. So I'm really looking forward to sharing this episode with you and covering over how three different mums battled lockdown. Um, and how we survived. Still can't believe we survived now. Hope you enjoy this episode. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Series 2 of Fifty Shades of Motherhood. I can't actually believe I'm saying Series 2. I never thought I'd get to the end of Series 1, to be honest. It's just been a whirlwind. Um, But today, we are um, looking back at lockdown, and we're actually talking about lessons that we've learned during lockdown. So today, I have two of my very special friends, Amy Downs from Mumful of Dreams and Sophie Maylan from Mama May blog. And we're going to be discussing what we learned during lockdown. So hi girls, how are you? Hi lovely, congratulations on series two, that is amazing. No, I can't believe it, <laughs> honestly. I was like, yeah, I bet I get like five listeners or whatever, but it seems that these podcasts seem to resonate with people, which is great. Um, that That's what I'm wanting from this. So yeah, I'm really, really happy um, to be... It's been amazing, two. yeah, it's great that, um, well, this has come out of lockdown as well, so yeah. it's a really big thing to come out of lockdown yeah it has honestly it has and I've drank a lot of wine while I've been doing it as well which is another <laughs> thing that's come out of lockdown how much I just love alcohol and how much I use it so much to cope with parenting but <laughs> but yeah so so girls I mean let's start and rewind and go back to when Boris Johnson announced that we were not going to be able to carry on with our day-to-day lives anymore how did you guys feel well, I was actually um, at the time I was uh, in counselling for ang- uh, postnatal anxiety, 
so um, I was really conscious of my anxiety levels at the time and you could see when I had these weekly sessions that my anxiety levels were re getting higher and higher as the more like the further March uh, further into March we got um, and then my little boy who's just turned one at the time he was nine months old no well would have been less than that wouldn't he but um, he was like about seven eight months old but anyway he got a temperature and he got like a really bad fever and so of course we were panicking and to be honest I'd reached a point where I was like I was cross that Boris hadn't shut schools down because my other half's a teacher I was cross that we hadn't already gone into lockdown when all the advice seemed to be that we should so I just said to my other half I think we should just do it let's just go into self-isolation especially as James had a temperature that was kind of like the thing that gave me the excuse to do it and as soon as it was done I felt like a sense of relief because it felt like you got a little bit control back I think once you knew like it was so hard knowing that you weren't gonna be able to do all the normal stuff and Harry wouldn't be in nursery but it was nice getting a bit of control back once lockdown had started at least we knew what was happening then mm, how about yeah. you so yeah so I found it at first I hadn't quite taken it that seriously because I'm actually a journalist by trade but now I do slow news so I don't actually consume a lot of news and I wasn't sure if it was just being kind of hyped up um, and then so it gave me a bit of a shock um, but in my safe way I basically went on a shopping spree which I'm very glad I did <laughs> because I didn't realize I'd have to isolate on my uh, own with were you, kids. Sophie were you you weren't the one stealing all the bloody toilet rolls and the pasta way <laughs> off the shelves? No I went for sugar-free blooming syrup for my coffee. <laughs> <laughs> I stocked up on my skinny uh, syrup. <laughs> I stocked up on alcohol to be honest but that's about it <laughs> um but yeah so I, but then it was it was really bizarre because overnight because as well as the blogging and vlogging I make documentaries and I also dance so I do a lot of dance gigs and performances so overnight I lost lots of work like a lot of money in terms of my gigs and also my documentaries and just basically like the big chunks of work that normally keeps me going that I could cope with because I'm pretty versatile so I've got a number of different businesses and income streams but then the thing that really got me was when I turned up at the gym and it was closed mm -hmm. and I don't know what it was it was just like I think because that was my crutch because I live on my own and then when I haven't got the kids I go to the gym as my kind of therapy that's how I like I have to work out to basically keep sane and that was like my structure from working from home on my own and that was my one bit of kind of life and then when that short it sounds bizarre but that was the thing I'd lost thousands of pounds that was the thing that like just made me burst into tears so this poor gym cleaner just watched me kind of crumble I was like I've lost all my money, but this is the worst thing. But the gym's short. Do you know what? I was just thinking to myself then, do you know that's my happiest moment when I get to the gym and it's closed and think to myself, yeah, <laughs> I've got 15 minutes in my car where I can just sit there and, you know, I, I am trying to get more into the gym, but but that I can understand it though, because a lot of people um, with their mental health who suffer with the mental health rely on the gym a lot, don't they? And I know I do feel a lot better when I go, but it's hard dragging myself there in the first place but I can completely appreciate that's your safe place isn't it so yeah and I think it's all those normality like coping mechanisms that we all use and we don't 
always realize like what our kind of crutches are we just you get into that um process in life that routine don't you yes and i think that was the hardest change yeah absolutely i think for me it was the um not i'm quite good at having time away from my two boys which probably sounds awful but i'm quite good at giving myself space and having some time not being mum and all of a sudden it was like okay i've got to be mum 24 7 um and trying to sort out work at the same time as well with no with no break no you know no nipping off to the football for the day and getting absolutely hammered and not having to worry about the kids for the day it was it's just it was constant and no end in sight as well I think that was what the scary thing when people were predicting how long it was going to last for and at the beginning like September just felt so far away didn't it it did and do you know what it was so friggin' weird I remember watching the news and I was like what this is almost am I dreaming is this real yeah like I it was just really bizarre and I remember just looking thinking what and then I was watching about all these people dying and for me um I was like oh what what will this mean anyway I'm addicted to work and I've I I've realized during this time that I use a lot of work to hide a lot of issues that I had with dealing with the twins um and then my other miscarriage but also since being a mum I think I used my postnatal depression and that post-traumatic stress disorder that I had with George I launched my bumped baby and it was almost like that was my shield you know my kind of like time to lose myself and um and for, for the first time in my life well since being a mom um I couldn't do that and it was it was really hard and also yeah. with health anxiety I mean every time I got oh, it, the worst part was it yeah. was hay fever season as well wasn't it so you can imagine me I was out yeah. in the garden Danny's at <laughs> Danny's like getting the lawnmower I'm like oh my throat oh my throat oh my god I'm there <laughs> going in the cupboard sniffing coffee like mm, you know can I still smell it thank god I can I've not got it <laughs> honestly I must have had coronavirus about 84 times during this time <laughs> <laughs> but I mean Amy as well for you you had your wedding book didn't you I did yeah it was meant to be on the 25th of July um so when all this started uh we I was literally getting messages daily oh, oh what are you gonna do are you okay or oh, I'm so sorry about what's happening what's going on with the wedding what shall I do about the booking what shall I do about my hotel and I was just like what are you gonna do if you cancel it what are you gonna do if you don't cancel it how many people do you think you'll be allowed and I was just like I'm worried about this I don't need to try and like help other people's worries about it and I just said to Luke I think we need to put it off and I think we decided that we would make a decision by May half term which was about six weeks um actually it was about two months before the wedding so we were leaving it until then um but there was but you know what it's like you say I'll, I'll, I'll try not to worry about this for a while and of course it's all you can think about um so it was that was really hard when we made the decision to cancel it was because I didn't you know it's it's, it's something you look forward to since you're a little girl isn't it and it mm. it was so hard to have this day that I've been building up to for what three years ago I think it is that Luke proposed wow. so it's like it was a special special day but for me because it is such a special day I didn't want to like I didn't want to have to just do it us two um, yeah, you know. So I, I knew that what I wanted, in all honesty, was the big party. Yeah, <laughs> I don't and the money. 
and yeah. the money. <laughs> That's me. Exactly. So it was, it was a horrible decision, and I know that um, it was sort of a really good example of everybody having to give up so much. People have lost holidays. People have lost. You know, there are mums who've had to give birth without their partner beside oh. them, which I just cannot imagine. Um, but thankfully for me, there was a there was a nice end to the story because we were we were sat down one night talking about it. And I said to Luke, look, just out of interest, if we were to move it to next year, what date would it be if it was the first weekend into the summer holidays? And he looked it up and he was like, he sort of grinned at me and I was like, what? And he said, Amy, it'd be the 31st of July. Now that's Harry Potter's birthday and it's going to be a Harry Potter themed wedding. So oh, it was like, man. oh my God, it just felt like it was like meant, it's meant to, to be. be. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So I suppose that's the, you know, the other side of the coin, isn't it? Where mm. there's been these horrendous things where we've had to cancel holidays and stuff like that. But actually on the other side of it, there's, we've had nice family time and, mm. and like you say, the three of us have all, we're a really good example of actually how a lot of people have been able to just completely hone in their career and focus on what it is they really want to do mm. because actually a lot of people who've like you know normally work in an office they've got extra time I know some people have been working more hours because of it but others have found because they've not had to commute and because they're working from home they're getting more time to focus and they're getting more work done it's been like a real sort of revelation in terms of careers and I reckon we might see more people swapping over now to you know going for going for a job that they really want or maybe asking for flexible hours and being able to work from home or maybe taking the risk and going freelance like we have and Mm. I think we might see a bit of a difference coming out of it, hopefully, anyway. Yeah, I think so, definitely. Um, I think it's, I think it, for me, um, sorry, I'm, I'm like going back to me, um, but for me personally, like I never realised, like I was always with friends. I've got quite a big group of friends who I absolutely love, but I was always like, yeah, I'll do that birthday. I'll do that. I'll do that. I'll do that. I'll do that. And before I know it, in a month, I've like had one weekend with George and then it was just like and then since lockdown I'm actually now not afraid to say actually I don't want to do that no I'm going to do one thing a month now and I'm starting to realize actually I do love my family time and I really actually did weirdly um enjoy my family time but at night when mainly when I'd had a wine to be honest with you (laughs) but in the day it was quite stressful but I did enjoy having a close unit and almost going back it out there Makes me a bit nervous. Yeah. Yeah. I think for me, I realised it at the start, it hyper-focused a lot of the issues that I still dealt with because I hadn't realised there were certain things that I used as crutches. So I have quite an addictive personality. And at first, with all the changes, I went back to, you know, restricting what I ate, over-exercising, doing all these things. And then I slowly found the balance again, but a lot, actually I say slowly, a lot faster. I think I just had like a few days of a lull and then I got back on track again. And it actually made me realise how far I'd come because normally a big hit would just absolutely throw me for months. And it was just kind of a few days and then I picked myself back up and I was like, well, no, we either kind of sink or swim with it and actually it was quite nice some of it not to have all the opportunities Mm. 
Yeah, do you know what? It's quite funny. It's like almost initially you lose control, don't you? You're like told that this is the way you've got to live. And it's almost you have to do in your own way to try and take back control um, in your own way. So I, it took me ages, but I knew I had health anxiety, which actually, weirdly, I mentioned in this podcast on the introductory episode, the very first one now, I never in my wildest dreams ever thought I would see a counsellor, not for any particular reason. I just thought, oh, I can deal with it myself. I didn't really believe in the whole talking it through kind of thing. I just didn't really understand it. And then since the lockdown, my health anxiety, oh my God, I've never had, I thought I had panic attacks before, but Jesus Christ, I actually, it was awful. I think I've said it, I don't know if I've said it on a previous podcast, but I actually ended up having the paramedics round one day because my panic attack was that bad. I thought I was dying. And in the end, that was the final straw. I was like, right, that is it. I'm going to see a counselor for my health anxiety. And I've just actually finished my six week course today and do you know what I feel absolutely great um every time I get a headache now I'm not thinking oh my god it's a brain tumor I'm on my way out here's my funeral here's my will and all that it's more like now I'm like oh it's just a bit of a headache I probably not drank much water so it has massively helped me so in a way although it weakened me it made me stronger lockdown um, yeah do you guys resonate with that or Definitely. I think because it it's challenged us all. Do you get what I mean? It, it's challenged, it's put some of my worst fears, like, and it's made it a reality. Because mm. <laughs> I had a lot of issues in lockdown, um, like personally and with hate mail and all this kind of stuff. But then what actually happened was people counteracted it with love mail and it showed me how much more love that I have around me and community and mm. they say um like crisis doesn't create community it reveals it mm. um and I so believe in that because whilst again that really knocked me because I felt really isolated and on my own um but then actually what it did was strengthen the community around me um and it's actually I think it's really shown the best in people and also the worst <laughs> yeah do you know yeah, what absolutely. I thought that when I was going to the shops like it's dead weird like you either meet an arsehole or you meet someone overly nice like there's no middle ground anymore is there like do you I don't know if you guys find that but like you know it's like I don't know people are either really pissed off and angry or they're really really lovely I can't really find a middle ground at the moment yeah yeah totally true yeah i think it's um made everybody's people's people have either maybe got a bit more relaxed because there's so much going on like i don't know life almost feels a little bit calmer at the moment like we you were just saying about making less plans um but or people have just like everyone was at the end of their tether constantly so i know um so when you had i know you had your um hate mail but i had a couple of really bad instances of trolling that because I was struggling with my anxiety at the time it really it sent me into depression basically mm. and yeah. it was really really hard to handle but it was because people were just so nasty online like they have yeah. been I um, think people it, are just like it's like they hate the, their whole lives so they choose to be nasty and horrible yeah agreed. yeah well that's it if you're in a life if something's something's making you unhappy in your life and then you're stuck at home like we were just saying without the usual releases 
then you know I can't I can't imagine what it must have been like to come home to you know maybe a failing relationship or something something that was going on with the kids or um kids in general yeah exactly (laughs) doing a job you don't like Mm. um in lockdown and just not actually having the the nice sides of the job in terms of like socializing and things Mm. it's been it's been really testing I think for me I feel like I've come out of it feeling like I know myself a bit better yes 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 yeah totally agree with that like I understand my anxiety better because I've sort of worked out how to deal with it because I've had the time and space to learn how to deal with it I've worked through my low moods I think Luke and I are closer than we've ever been since we met five years ago because we've been forced into spending 24 7 with each other for so long um and I just feel like it's I suppose it's being alone with your thoughts I've actually realized I'm not very good at being alone with just me in my head that's because um, mm. I normally just keep really busy uh, <laughs> to yeah. distract myself from whatever's going on. But mm. actually, lockdown forces you to only be with yourself and not go off to the pub with your mates or yeah. go to the gym or go shopping or whatever you know, whatever the weakness is. And early on, I definitely counteracted that with wine. Um, oh God, early <laughs> on, I'm still going here. I'm, in fact, you know, <laughs> Danny uh, got same. us a bottle tonight and he was like, oh, I don't fancy that last glass. I said, I'll have it. So yeah. apologies <laughs> if I start slurring shortly. Um, <laughs> no, but I, I, totally, I totally get that. And do you know what makes me laugh? I did a post actually on my um, Facebook page and it really, sometimes I just, I don't know about you two because we like writing, don't we, us three? That's a bit of our therapy. And I just yeah. start a post like, oh, I had a good day today. And then all of a sudden I start right, really writing and really getting into it. And I remember yeah. like writing a post about how at lockdown, I was like, this is it. I'm going to change. I'm going to come out of lockdown yeah. this size, <laughs> the size of my little finger. I'm going to be thin. We're going to be happy. We're going to be that. Honestly, we were doing Joe Wicks every day. I was super organized. We were going to doing the school run and we were walking around the block honestly by week four it, it was like I was just drinking my way through lockdown yeah, <laughs> honestly absolutely. it was just honestly I really started with all good morals and then it kind of hit a lull where I actually realized that parenting is a lot easier when you drink <laughs> it's like George will be like mummy do this with me mummy mummy I'm like no no I'm busy I'm busy I'm making tea I'm doing that I've had a wine it's like bring it over baby bring all your jigsaws over mommy will do any jigsaw you like (laughs) absolutely because it helps you relax doesn't it whereas when we're going on our day-to-day life like they I'm I'm sorry but they are interrupting me like if Harry comes over and wants me to play on the iPad no darling I've put you on the iPad because I need 10 minutes away from you and and you do when you don't like I've James for some unknown reason my youngest has turned since he's hit one he's gone from being the world's smiliest baby to the world's whiniest baby and he doesn't stop all day it's like mum 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 all day and uh when you're when you haven't got any way of escaping from that you haven't got grandparents to send them to you haven't got like um you know nursery to send him to he's starting nursery next week thank god (laughs) it really tests you like the level of patience you need for for parenting I think we're quite good at being able to find a distraction these days but like our generation we're quite good at being able to switch over to work or whatever but we've been forced into being a stay-at-home mum whether we wanted to or not um 
and it isn't even normal stay at home mum is it because you can't go anywhere <laughs> no exactly and do you know what it's made me admire stay at home parents so so much more Absolutely. because I just think you must have the patience of a saint honestly Absolutely. um it's been and so that hard is a, that's a full-time job in itself isn't it as being a stay at home mum I've, I've always absolutely what I've just said isn't a disrespect to anyone who yeah. who decides on that way of life I think that's fair play to you good I on wish you. I could do you I, know that's that's <laughs> yeah I sometimes like I put a post up on Instagram yesterday and I actually meant it I was like I sometimes question myself why doesn't motherhood just fulfill me like why doesn't baking yes, cakes same. and painting rainbows fulfill me like I'm envious of my friends that it does but then I can't change myself um exactly. what I've realized no. and I and feel like that... sorry sorry now I was just going to say it it's like made me realize you know what I do need in my life and to be actually be more selfish yeah. so to actually allow myself you know like not feel guilty for exercising because that helps me to cope and gives me the endorphins to be happier mm. to even find actually make time it's given me time to actually find someone because I wanted to meet someone as well, being on your own for a while, because um, it made you feel really lonely. But then you're also like, when you're lonely, I'm really hypersensitive to people's vibes. So I'm also, it's made me really picky because there's certain people that I'd love to continue social distancing from. <laughs> yeah. Um, and but then the I just tell them I'm realize, vulnerable. Just tell them you're vulnerable. <laughs> Yeah, I'm vulnerable. I'm, I'm definitely I'm coming shielding. down with that COVID. And so it, it gives you that that reflection on yourself for actually what works for you um, and what you need in your life. And I think that's important, especially as mums. We always think about our children and what they need rather than actually we need to survive this as well so our kids are as happy as possible. So what do we need to do that? definitely definitely and also what you said earlier about um you're quite adaptable I'm not I'm awful for change it takes me a while to get used to it but I think this has proven that actually we all are we're all our kids in particular are very adaptable in terms of getting used to new situations and making the best of them just like for me I just need to give myself 10 minutes to be able to get my head around it <laughs> Yeah. yeah. I, well, do you know, this is a life changing like thing that's happened to all of us. Maybe not mm. life changing. Hopefully things will go back to normal eventually. But maybe this is the new normal. Who knows? But I think that is a massive. I mean, this will go down in history as a huge, huge thing. But it's funny because like kids just get it, don't they? You just tell yeah. them like, I, I, you know, with my health anxiety, it's quite funny. When we went to London this weekend, George was like holding a banister and I'm like, George, get off that. And, he, yeah. and then, and then, and then George was like holding um, the banister, and he said, "Mummy, mummy, oh no, I've touched the coronavirus," and people started laughing. But you know, that's their, that's their understanding of it, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And they they have um, they have adapted really well. I know when they when the government brought in the rule about the mask, the face masks, um, I was really nervous about having to. I assumed James would be all right because he's only a baby but I was really nervous about having to like get Harry to wear one because he's um autistic so if he doesn't want to do something he absolutely will not do it there's no way to make him so thankfully the government said autistic children and obviously anyone under 11 is exempt from it so that was a real relief but then I found on holiday he was telling me 
like why that we need to wear masks to go into shops and I tried to use it as an excuse um to not buy him an ice cream because he said mummy mummy I want an ice cream and I said oh, I'm really sorry Harry um we need a mask to go in the shop so we can't go in and he said I'll wear a mask I wear a mask so I can go and get an ice cream I was like right okay well now I haven't got any way of stopping you having ice cream have I so the whole holiday he would ask for his mask so that he could take me off to go and get an ice cream and he's he's fine with it he he's happy to do it they, and I think that's because to be fair to the nursery I've spoken to him about it and the reasons why and they've got him washing his hands much better than I managed to during lockdown um so I think you know our sort of like childcare providers our teachers are doing a great job of it but the kids are adapting because this to them is just one of those things it's us as adults who are finding it strange because it's not what we're used to but kids have changes all the time don't they yeah so um i mean with um with kids i do think that that's it they just adapt they get told i think it's being transparent with children isn't it and just saying listen there's a virus out there just be careful but it, do you know what i found really weird is watching netflix um and watching programs and people are like cuddling and now i'm starting to think oh you're not allowed to do that you're not allowed to do that <laughs> yeah. then i'm forgetting it was filmed like two years ago <laughs> in fact my case i'm addicted to gossip girl and it was filmed like 10 years ago and the cuddling i'm like oh she shouldn't be doing that she might get coronavirus but it's, <laughs> it's mad it's like i'm such a cuddler i don't know about you guys but i just cuddle people um and i know a lot of people don't like that i just can't help it so it's been really hard for me yeah yeah definitely i'm a normally a tactile person and i find it really bizarre um i remember feeling like it, it made me realize i am really tactile but i am really funny with the wrong people going anywhere near me mm. and at one point when all i was getting was negativity and you're like oh my gosh you've become hypersensitive to everything and who you want and it's actually helped me in my life to literally focus on my goals um and cut out the vampires and just uh, and it's actually made my support network smaller but a lot closer and people who genuinely believe in me um and then positive stuff has come out of that because i've like managed to write my own book well, finish it after three years and managed to find a nice loving relationship finally and it's like all those things that I'd kind of been putting off putting off and not dealing with I kind of dealt with it in lockdown mm. so I think lockdown I suppose for all of us has been a time of growth really um I'm realizing who we are yeah yeah definitely yeah, and it, yeah. and they're like warts and all as well. It's not like we're all these the brilliant gurus. You kind of oh like my you're God. like, oh my I, god. Do you know what? Yeah. It's dead weird because even though I've grown during that time, I've also hit my lowest uh, mental health wise during that time than I've ever had. Um, but it's weird because I think you hit that point and then you know, oh, it actually frightened me how bad I was getting. That's why I needed to get help because I actually thought to myself, I cannot live like this any longer. I mean, it was it was bad. Um, and I tried to ring like my doctor and mind and oh, mind, we've got a waiting list of however long. And I was like, right, okay, I'll try and wait. I'll try and wait. I'll try and wait. And I just couldn't anymore. And I just thought, do you know what? 
I'm not ashamed. I'm going to get help because, well um, done. you know, but it is. And you know what? I feel great. And I would recommend it to anyone. In fact, I've actually asked her if she'll carry on seeing me on a monthly basis just so someone will listen to me for more than 40 minutes. <laughs> yeah, I think that's brilliant, though. It's, yeah. that, it, it's that reflection, okay, I do need there's areas that I have got weaknesses in. And I think we sometimes become so busy that we don't, especially as mums and working mums and mums in business that we don't ever reflect on ourselves and where we do need to grow um and I think that's what's been really good is it's actually given us the time to think okay I'm still obviously struggling in that and I was actually using different things as plasters yeah yeah exactly because yeah. you're not really healing are you you're just kind of almost like masking it until the next time and then the next time and what was happening to me is the the episodes were getting closer and closer and closer together to the point that I just felt like I was in one massive kind of mess um really and now I do feel loads better so anyone that's listening to this where you think you might be struggling you might benefit from speaking to someone CBT I did and I know it's not for everyone but it's massively helped me so six weeks in and today she was like right you're off on your own I was like no she was like you'll be <laughs> fine she was like you'll be fine and you know I just feel so much better it was like a year since the twins uh two days ago and a few um, even though I've talked about it openly on the podcast and stuff, I've not really, it's like I almost talk about it like I'm not really the person that went through it. It's just almost a way to help other people. Um, and I, I hadn't dealt with it. Mm. And then when that came around the other day, I put that post up because I thought that's probably one of the last times I'll mention them uh, because I feel it's done. Like I can't explain it, but I just feel yeah. I'm ready to close that chapter um, now which I was meant to do bereavement counselling with with her. And today she was like, I honestly don't think you need it. And I, I don't feel like I do now. Um, yeah. But I just want to surround myself with positive people and, you know, and just be, you know, say no to things if you don't want to do them. I think that's, that's the key as well, something I've learned. Stop being a people pleaser. Yeah. Yeah, yeah 100%. Because yeah. you, you realise how much that, we give out our energy and like you said you've dealt with like an absolutely you can't even imagine what that issue and that grief and you've managed to deal with it whereas maybe if you hadn't had this time mm. it would have just been kind of festering it definitely would have and you know what I mean I'm not comparing or anything people deal with things that I went through so well that I actually thought I would be like that I actually am shocked that it's taken me this long because I didn't think it would take me as long, but everyone's different. Um, and it just did take me a long time to actually deal with it. And I couldn't understand why, why aren't I dealing with this? I'm talking about, it. I'm doing this, I'm doing that. It just did. And then I think it came out in anxiety. And when I was started having, God, it sounds like I drink all the time. By the way, I don't uh, drink every day. Um, but when I do, it started coming out when I had a drink and I thought, hmm, there's something not right here. But when I went to see the counsellor, she said grief, actually. If you don't deal with it, the end the end bit is when it comes out in anxiety and panic attacks. I think that's yeah. what was happening to me um, towards the end. So, I mean, with mums, I think we, you know, during this lockdown at first, the expectations were, right, 
this is it now. I'm going to kind of change my life. I'm going to, you know, teach my kid how to spell his name and all that. And it just kind of, you know, after a while, you know, you can't fundamentally change yourself, can you either? And um, I think in a world nowadays where women are striving to be, um, you know, as successful, if not more successful in some cases than the men as well, which is a great time to kind of be in a career and launch businesses and stuff like that. I think although there are a lot of women out there that are like that, so we're always comparing ourselves, aren't we? It's like, oh, they can do that and they can do that. Oh, maybe I'm missing a trick, you know? Yeah, yeah absolutely. In fact, that's something that I think lockdowns really sort of, um, sort of, hit me uh I, I had a conversation with my mom where I was just like I feel like I'm surrounded by all these amazingly successful women and I'm 36 and haven't achieved anything and my mom was like Amy look at you you're like you're working as a freelancer before maternity leave I was getting in a you know well enough money for to be able to pay my own way and um she's like and you've got two kids and you've got your own home and mm. you've got your car and I was just like yeah okay you do you get so focused on what other people are doing, you forget to remind yourself that you're doing a great job of it as well. Oh, um, yeah. And I in don't... lockdown, because you're absolutely right, I I wanted to do the couch to 5K. I'm still only on week, week bloody two. Um, <laughs> At least you got to week two. I'll get you both there. Honestly, I got to week one, exercise one, and that was it. On the way home, I actually got a bottle of vodka from the co-op and, and ran the rest <laughs> of the way home. That was the last yeah, time I was yeah. seen on couch to 5K. I went on a jog and came back with a pack of fags. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. At least you've got an aim. I I literally, because I lost a lot of confidence in lockdown, and now they've built a Starbucks at the end of my road. So for me to run outdoors, I just aim for the Starbucks. Oh, that is good. That's good. The trouble is I'd aim for a pub. Um, yeah, and I think I actually used Couch to 5K. I thought I'm going to start that just to get out of the house. Um, yeah, so. Anyway, I only I lasted one day because honestly, it was just horrendous. I didn't realise how unfit I actually was. And we start. We well, you and I were both in the same boat, weren't we? we were like, I'm definitely going to push up this fitness thing, and oh, and yeah. neither one of us have managed it in six months. No. But it's because actually, it's bloody exhausting having kids. It's really, yeah. and we're all trying yeah. to work at the same time yeah. as well. So it's asking a lot. And Soph was bang on. You you learn that you've got to be kind to yourself, and you've got to do what you need. And actually, sometimes that's about telling yourself off for putting so much pressure on and telling yourself not to compare yourself to other people um yeah because we did put ourselves and it's finding what works for you because I think especially because I do nowadays I'm not people never believe this but I do fitness at least twice a day but for my mental health not my body and I'm not natural I never fancy a workout but because it's become a bit of a crutch for me Mm. I know that I need it and it's finding stuff that works for you movement wise so do you know literally I'll be doing my squats whilst I'm putting on my makeup or I'll be doing a stretch um, whilst I'm on a phone call or whatever Um, and it's finding little ways to incorporate things and I think it's all about with fitness with anything it's just habits so like literally I because I do belly dancing I shimmy whilst the kettle's boiling um 
and it's just like anything you know it's just kind of looking because I've reflected a lot on my habits because I have a lot of negative crutches as well uh like way too much caffeine but when I say way too much caffeine I don't just mean like you know the odd too many coffees I mean I literally plow so much caffeine down my neck from as soon as I wake up to literally even when I'm going to bed I've got like about five drinks around me currently um <laughs> but it's again I'm just slowly adjusting I, it's like doing little changes each week rather than going I'm going to totally rid my life of diet coke and coffee it's just going okay maybe I'll just try my best to have that sip of water first and then I'll have it I think and it's just little changes yeah, small steps actually isn't it but the thing is um for some of us so and you're you're similar to me uh, once I get addicted to something that is it it's like you know there's yeah. no middle ground I wasn't drinking any water at all but now oh I'm drinking 2.2 liters a day because I've got this new drink this new kind of cup holder that holds 2.2 liters and I'm just addicted to it so I go from one extreme to another um and it's like yeah. you know I could that's why I struggled with the couch 5k because I was eating bad and I can't do both at the same time it's like I'm either limp for Christie you know and yeah. grazing barely eating any food or I'm like you know well, I don't even know who to use an example, really. Um, but, you know, I'm just scoffing my face, nearly choking to death with my hands down my throat. But that, you know, there's no middle ground for me. Um, and that's what I struggle yeah. with. I literally spent half of my day in lockdown trying to find a shop that sells diet cream soda. Because I tried it. And it was so nice that I told myself that I needed this diet cream soda to just be able to live and to do my work. And I literally, like an addict, was going to all my local shops and like diet cream soda. I need diet cream soda. And it was such a ridiculous oh, little crutch. Yeah. And it was so ridiculous, but it was just like a little, it was mm. like an impulsive thing. Yeah. And I, I, I do that. So for me, it's been replacing unhealthy habits with slightly more positive ones. I think that's what I need to do, actually. Now I've finished my bottle of wine. I'm ready to start talking, yeah. about, <laughs> <laughs> talking about tomorrow, how we're going to change my life tomorrow. Um, but no, I, I totally agree. It is just about changing, um, changing those little things, isn't it, really? Yeah. Well, I, I noticed, like... It is definitely who I surround myself with as well. And like you guys over lockdown have been brilliant to keep me going, like positive mindset, lots of laughter, being real about life yeah. um, rather than, you know, like airy-fairy, everything's perfect. It's just realness, yeah. isn't it? And um, not feeling alone, not feeling like you, you're strange because you don't enjoy every moment. Yeah, yeah, de yeah definitely. And it's it's having like the like we've done it, like having accountability buddies as well. Um and they're like really like an important so I've got kids running around to me. Um they're like really important in your life. And I've actually found not in a date well, in a dirty way as well. <laughs> oh come on. <laughs> He's a personal trainer. Oh, yeah. And because he's really good at literally going to sleep at night, I, I'm like the worst person at going to sleep. Yeah. And because he's going to sleep, 
I, I've actually started to go to sleep at a normal time. And I was like, gosh, I should have had all these check boxes when I was online dating mm. because it really influences you who you with. Yeah. yeah Whereas if I'd been with like a proper like party boy, I would have tried to match up to that. Yeah. Yeah. I know exactly Absolutely. what you yeah, mean. I mean. Always pleasing and like, you know, but when they're doing things that, you know, are good for you as well, that's great. Um, yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, because I'm always like, oh, Oh, we're going to sleep. You've worn him out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I like a good old hit session. Oh, yeah. I bet that's your morning workout and your evening workout, isn't it? Because you're in the honeymoon phase at the moment. So you're getting it left, right and centre, aren't you? Yeah. Well, because he's a PT. Oh, God, I'm going to get killed for this. I call it. So, right. I say, are we having a PT or a PPT, which is like a personal, personal training? A personal <laughs> penis session. Oh, I, love <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love it. Honestly. Oh, dear. No, that is so funny. Well, isn't it funny? Because last time we spoke to you, so if you were single and just, you know, enjoying yourself and now you're enjoying yourself in a couple and sleeping and getting laid twice a day <laughs> yeah well it's yeah it's more than that i'm making up for lots of time <laughs> oh it's absolutely brilliant i bloody love it. it always goes back to sex talk doesn't it with us honestly though i think that is such a good workout. I've not realised. Forget couch to 5K. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Depends what position you go in, though, isn't it? You know, if I'm like, oh, it's tired, you know, we'll just get in the missionary, you know. Yeah, yeah. Well, do you know if you hold yourself in, like, a bit of a backwards Oh, plank? God, I don't be doing that. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah, but I imagine it's quite a good workout. But um, <laughs> where do we go from here? Right, so um, Sophie, Amy, you two, positives of lockdown. So tell me your top five positive things that you've learned about yourself in lockdown. I think it's a great way to finish it off. And also tell me about where you're at with your business now. Um, so I think the number one thing has been my mental health, because like you, I think I've been at my lowest points, but I've also learned to recognize when I'm feeling low and what to do to save it, which, um, which recently has been running off to Scarborough for the day because it's the place that cheers me up. But, <laughs> but it, like, I, I know that getting out of Leeds was what helped me like get, going away to Cornwall. Um, really, I came home like a changed woman from there. So, um, so we've booked something, we're going to book something for October. So it's like, I'm organizing my life a bit better to try and anticipate things that times that I know I'm going to find difficult. Next one's going to be trying to work out how I can get out of Christmas because I really hate it. But anyway, um, so definitely sort of being more familiar with my mental health. Um, the, the extra time with the boys, because I had originally planned on sending James to nursery. Well, he did. He started nursery in January when he was four months old because I wanted to get back to work. He was only there a couple of uh, mornings a week, but it gave me a chance to try and start my work back up again. Um, but And I've ended up having his full first year um, of him at home with me. Um, so that's been nice. And also a bit of extra time with Harry before he starts school. Um, and I suppose the rest of it really is based is definitely based around my business because I was was on maternity leave, but I'd, I'd stayed in contact with a couple of clients. And when the pandemic hit, they both on the same day 
um how's that for bad luck emailed me um and actually i think one of them called me but anyway they very kindly explained that they were going to have to stop me doing their social they couldn't afford to pay for me to do their social media until things were sort of improving again so i i literally had to start from scratch and what the pandemic allowed me to do was um especially with having luke at home to help with the kids i was able to take time every day to sit down and i remember sitting down on this floor where i am now and getting these massive bits of paper and writing a business plan and a load of loads like free online courses from business gurus and i sat down and I worked out my ideal client I worked out what I could offer like in terms of services I I did a vision board I I wrote down like where I was aiming to be and in my head now I'm a lot clearer on what I want to do what I enjoy doing and how I can help people so now I'm really focused on making sure that's what I'm delivering and that I'm helping the people that I feel I can help the most if that makes sense um, and one of the things that I've started doing a lot better. So I'm a social media manager. I have been for the last um, three years and I really enjoy it. But one of the things that I've gotten really, really good at is content planning. And it dawned on me back in April that I'm really good at doing it for clients, but I'm terrible at doing it for myself. So what it's turned into over lockdown um, is that my social media channels are now a lot more organized. I'm, I'm sitting down and I'm planning the content for next month and I'm, you know, thinking ahead constantly. And that is then bringing in the leads. I'm getting people interested. People are starting to understand actually what it is I do because it's a clear message out there. And I don't think I would have had that if I hadn't literally started from scratch in the beginning of like, back in april if i hadn't started from scratch right from the beginning and worked out exactly what it is you know i've spent three years getting to know the lay of the land as a freelancer and what it is getting experience of what i can do and now i do know and I've, i'm able to focus on what i really really want to do and that's why now i'm wanting to focus on uh, my content planning um and actually it was you guys that came up with the idea for the uh, i'm going to be the content planning wizard um which i'm going to launch around the same time as this podcast should come out so I'm really excited about that and um, the start of it is going to be a free five-day challenge which will be on the 14th of September for helping people plan the social media content for their business um, so my goal is to take people through five different tasks so they come out of it ready to um write and schedule their content for october november and december so they're ready for the rest of the year they know exactly what they're going to put up on social media because i will have sort of held their hand through it and i'm really excited about this like actually i'm really good at this and i know people can help like i can help people with this i know people will benefit from this so it's really i i can feel myself getting all excited telling you about it because i feel motivated again and career wise i don't think i've felt motivated probably since I first came out like uni do you know what I mean I haven't felt this excited and confident in myself and I would not have had that if we'd have just been carrying along plodding along lockdown and the extra support with childcare. I'll just throw that one in there has really really helped with allowing me to focus and I'm really excited about being able to help like other mums in business to get to that point with the content planning um you know just to give them a bit of time back with their kids so you're not constantly having to think about okay i need to put something out on instagram tonight or i need to go live on facebook at some point today 
because you've you've arranged it all you've done it all you you know for the most part you've already got it scheduled on um buffer or whatever and you don't have to think about social media you can focus on what it is you really enjoy doing or as i did last night sat and uh, sat and had a bottle of wine while i was watching the comments come in on a nice post on instagram <laughs> yeah so yeah, yeah that that's that for me has been the big thing for lockdown has been learning who i am yes. personally and also professionally yeah I love that yeah I love that Amy because I think sometimes that's it isn't it it's like thinking actually who am I and what do I enjoy because you never have had that time before to think about it and you kind of get in this rat race don't you where you're just like I need to make money yeah I'll take that I'll take that I'll take that and it's like hold on a minute let's stand back now I've got you know I've got actually no responsibilities because my clients have cancelled at the moment what do I want? Who do I want to be? And I think that's great, Amy. And what you've come up with is just amazing. I can't wait to do it myself. So looking forward to that. Um, Sophie, how about you? Um, I think my first one would be to basically that I needed to be my own unconditional best friend because I was really lonely at certain points in lockdown. And I realised that really the only person who can help me as myself a lot of the time and practicing like what I preach with self-care. So not just people pleasing, actually being more selfish. So you know, taking time to write and dance and finish my book and do things that make me feel good and help me escape and are good for my mental health because really I'm the only one in control of that. Um, it's also made me realise that how I've always said that I'm not great with change, but I can be adaptable. And it's given me a lot of confidence because, you know, when you work for yourself or you run businesses, people are always like, oh, you're a jack of all trades. And they kind of berate you for having all these different income streams and different hobbies and whatnot. But actually, you... It, it actually gives you confidence because you think, well, actually, we're the most versatile in this. Um, so that's given me a lot of confidence. It's also made me realise just how self-sufficient I am um, and just that I can actually run a household on my own and be healthy in mind, body and soul. And, yeah, it's given me a lot of confidence. Um and then also in terms of business, it's made me realise that I do want mostly an online business in order to be happy. Um, so, yeah, it's given me that opportunity to focus on that. And then also, um, most of all, I'd say it's made me kind of emphasise the cheerleaders and cutting out the vampires. Yeah, absolutely. What about you, Carla? So for me, well, um, it's actually, I mean, with my bump to baby, there's just so much to it. And obviously I launched this podcast, which has just exceeded my expectations completely because I love to talk and I like to be open and apparently people like to listen. So that side of things I'm really happy with. We've also got the My Bump to Baby Expert podcast where we invite experts on to talk about particular subjects. But also I've just actually taken on a business development manager who's going to be helping with me um, kind of um, 
we offer work from home opportunities for parents throughout the whole of the UK. And I think with me, just me on my own, it's very difficult to manage all of these different areas because we also work with financial advisors and family law solicitors and obviously have our pregnancy to preschool directory too. Um, there's so many different areas that it's just so busy on my own that it's actually made me realize that I needed help. Um, I needed support and actually put that in place um, to grow even more hopefully um, that's the awesome and also you know I'm really passionate also about helping other people who are wanting to launch their own business but also wondering how can I monetize this you know putting ideas together and working with people that way too so there's a lot going on really um but it's a very exciting time and and i think being a mum um especially once you've had a child i do think it does change you and i think you know career wise i mean that's apparently the biggest time for mums to actually change their career um but sometimes you just don't know what you want to do do you you've got that buzz and you're just not sure what you want to do and it's kind of putting it all together yeah 100 mm. percent. so that um covers a look back at lockdown and lessons that we've learned in lockdown so we would love to hear your opinions as well um on what you've changed and your stories about what you've changed and stuff and um hopefully um you'll hear from all of us soon well you will do because this is the start of series two so I'm just thinking to myself, what the hell am I going to talk about next? I don't know. Hit me. Hit me. Not literally, by the way, if you see me. Uh, just hit me with your ideas. <laughs> so Sophie, also, can we just uh, celebrate your successes? You launched your book, um, which is absolutely fantastic. I cannot wait to read it, actually. I actually think it's arrived today. I've not looked at the post, but something oh, arrived yay. and it felt like a book. So I'm very excited about that. Yeah, um, so I've finished after three years of graft, my first published book um, from uh, basically how I went from a life of self-harm and abuse um, to basically well on my journey to a life of self-love um, through surrounding myself with positive people, a lot of therapy, a lot of fitness, a lot of dancing. But most of all, it's about women that don't fit in and strive to succeed but the fact that actually the real health is wealth mm. um, and sorry, wealth is health. Health is wealth. God, it's so late now. Yeah. I can't even remember which way Honestly, around. Honestly, I've had health too much wealth. wine to even tell you so. <laughs> I know. And I, I like the kids have suddenly decided to erupt again. Yeah. No, <laughs> but I'm really looking forward to that. Um, so. But it's, yeah, it's basically that I, I thought to have it all, I was so focused on my career at all costs. And then I got up the door from pregnant and everything changed and it put my life into perspective. Um, and actually that really, if I don't look after myself, then um, nobody else is going to. And actually I've on, had such a journey. It's quite graphic in, in parts because I want to share that no matter how bad things feel, that there's always hope and there's always recovery um so hopefully that will help other people absolutely i'm sure it will i'm sure it will you're a very is inspirational young lady so yeah so um we'll put the link to that in the show notes so sophie thank you so much and amy thank you so much for um coming on this podcast it was lovely to have you both as always and i will catch up with you both soon 
Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode of 50 Shades of Motherhood. My aim is to support free chat around motherhoods, uncensored, unhinged and unapologetic mum chats. If you like this podcast, please don't forget to subscribe and tell all your friends about it. The more listeners we get, the more subscribers we get, the more chance we've got of getting series three done. So... I look forward to speaking to you next time and keep your eyes peeled on our social pages to find out who our next guest is. I'm sure you will love it. We have a really special offer today and I'm so excited to share it with you, the ultimate giveaway. Do you want to receive one of our planners for free or would you like access to our Instagram growth course worth £59? At My Bump to Baby, we are massively passionate about making sure parents have the protection in place that they need should the worst happen. If you choose to book in with your nearest family law solicitor today to have a look and a chat about your will, or if you book in with your financial advisor to review your family protection or your pension, we will give you access to either our Instagram course with £59, or we will send you one of our amazing planners completely free of charge. To qualify for this, all you need to do is fill in the form at the bottom of this podcast and we will book you in with your nearest advisor. You don't need to take out a policy and you don't need to take out a will. It's just simply having a chat to make sure that you have the protection that you need should the worst happen. We are so excited to bring you this offer and we hope you take advantage of it because protecting your family is the most important decision that you could make today.